The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you're having a great Monday, because it is the best day of the week. Don't fight it. I know it's tough to recover from the weekend. It's Monday. But if you complain about it, you dread it, even before the day starts, what kind of day do you think you're going to have? You're already setting yourself up for failure. If you go into the day complaining and dreading it, and oh, Mondays are the worst. You never know. Monday, you might get the biggest news of your life today. You might get that job promotion. Something may happen today that may change your life. And then Mondays will now be the best days. Be the best days of the week for you. Let's get to the Iris Network's hotline. Good morning. Who do we have with us? Dr. Vall. Dr. Vall, my man. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I don't know why anybody would be negative after this weekend. We got a big win, and uh, Coach K lost his last game at home. It, it, baseball won. It's just a great weekend to me, sports-wise. The Duke players get it for what? The did Duke... you see them giggling, laughing? No, I did not see them giggling, laughing, but I did see them get beat by a team that they beat by almost 30 early in the season when they played them on the road. And it's Coach K's last home game. Last home game. And y'all get beat like that? Well, during his speech when he's scolding the crowd, which, you know, I kind of enjoyed, honestly. But, uh, yeah, they were sitting there giggling and laughing at each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, if you are if you are North Carolina, man, you <laughs> – you you are eating it up because you spoiled Coach K's uh, last game. I thought I don't know if you saw like the end of the game, uh, Dr. Vall, when uh, they did the handshake line. But Chris Carwell, who's a really good player for Duke back in the day, uh, assistant coach, he walked right past Hubert Davis and didn't even give him a handshake. So I wonder what's going on there. Um, that was that was a weird exchange. But there's no love lost between Duke and North Carolina. You just would have thought at least on Coach K's last day, that there would be, you know, more love between the two teams that hate each other. But I guess not. Well, and, you know, you're talking about that, Swain, that Coach K didn't shake uh, Davis's hand either. Did you see that? No, I did not. I did not see that. Yeah. I, th- I thought he did. Yeah. No, may- maybe it was an old video. Maybe it was from earlier this year. But I'm going to go back and find it, and I'll-, I'll tweet it to you. But I'm almost positive that was from uh, Saturday's game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go find things that look the best of. I need you to find out who 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 killed Tupac and who shot Biggie. Uh, I need you to find that out because you can always go back in history and find out anything. Uh, you know, that's funny you said that. I watched a video this weekend uh, saying about how they don't think Tupac's dead. So oh. I'll, I'll work on that, though. Okay, please work on that for me. Uh, guys, I'm trying not to set myself up for failure. Cause you 
you know, I'm always ready to jump off that cliff. But I, I am really excited about uh, this team, despite the fact we can't hit free throws. But we're, we seem to be peaking at the right time, unlike that Grant Admiral their last two years. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say this earlier because I felt a little nervous saying it, but I think I'm going to say it now. I feel better about this year's team going into the SEC tournament than the 2018-2019 team. Amen. I, I, I was hoping that was me just not being, you know, <laughs> overreacting. But I, I do feel really good about it, Twain. Yeah. Especially because we're on the side. We've got uh, – we'll get the winner of Kentucky and most likely Alabama, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's right. I had, uh, hold on. Uh, we get the winner of, no, Mississippi State, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mississippi See, State, want, South Carolina. Friday at 6 p.m. so bad. Who you, I don't want them. Alabama? Yes. Yeah, we need Alabama to, you know, beat either Georgia or Vanderbilt, and then we need Alabama to beat Kentucky for us to meet Alabama in the semifinals. That, that's yeah. that's what what will need to happen. Uh, Alabama's the only SEC team we hadn't beat this year, and uh, again, I'll, I'm I'm never going to get over that game. Uh, I understand. That, that, was, that was our SEC championship, regular season championship. You're right. Uh, guys, guys, I'll hop off here with this. It does feel like we're getting ready for a magical run, and it kind of reminds me of that year that Loyola Chicago put us out. If if we're that team this year, who would be our sister team? Would it be Coach Fulmer? And I'll hang up listening. Oh, you terrible. Oh, you terrible. You terrible, DR Vol. As promised, joined now by Tennessee Vol, VFL, Jonathan Wade. Wade, man, uh, good morning. We got Ben leaving the state of Texas. You are in the state of Texas. Man, good morning. Wow. I don't I get I get to, I'm I get alerted when he's leaving. He's in Houston. That's like that's like a I, another state from you. Start, you started with Texas. Yeah, but he's in Houston, so I mean, that's, people think just because it's the same state that it's you know close, but nah, man, it ain't close at all. But maybe what's how far is Houston from you? Like three hours. Yeah, see, that ain't that bad. That ain't that bad. Y'all could have chopped it up, man. Y'all could have met. Yeah, we could have. You could have went to the baseball I'm not, game. I'm if you not were, really cool enough for your people, though. I mean, if you was a real VFL, you would have made that trip to the baseball game. Hmm. 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 You would have supported the, the the baseballs. Yeah, we used to kick it with the with the baseballs back in the day, man. JP, Aaron, Sebia. We, we went to the softball team one time. Um, we watched them play in the playoffs because um, they've been good for a while. Oh, Not yeah. quite like the baseball team is good. The baseball team right now kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I saw a stat was like 30, 30 home runs already in eleven games. It's it's just been. They had scored sixty. They scored sixty runs in a weekend. Um, thing last weekend. <laughs> yeah, man, against Iona, that was up. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And that's that's what gets my attention, man, with baseball. I want to see them home runs, man. That's, yeah, for sure. Hey, yeah. It's almost boring without that. For Not sure. Not that the pitching don't matter, but yeah, you want to see them numbers go up. Yeah, I want to see them home runs. Um, yo, this is your time of the year, Wade. I mean, yeah. We got the NFL Combine, and yeah. last week, Ben and I were talking about the difference between the Combine speed and, and, and football speed and the preparation that goes into learning how to run. Like, guys like you, you you knew how to run in middle school 
because you ran track all your life. So the combine was nothing for you. Like I remember you and I was doing our combine training together. Like I was re- like really learning how to run a 40. You yeah. was just, just fine tuning everything yeah. that you had learned for, for years and years and years. And like a four, three, I think you ran four, three, three, four, three, four. Like you could have ran faster. Yeah. Like you could have ran, in, you know, in the low, in the <laughs> high four twos if you yeah. wanted to. Um, yeah. But it just wasn't a big deal for you. But for me, like I was over here sweating and, and praying <laughs> and lighting candles, just hoping to be able to run a good time because, you know, track speed is, wasn't my thing. I had football speed, but track just yeah. wasn't my thing. So give us, give us the difference, man, for folks who may not understand. Alante Taylor ran a four, three, six. Um, um, he ran four three six the second time. Yeah, he ran four three six. Yeah, four three six. I, was, I saw the four four flat and it blew me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I taped. I recorded it. I stood up in my living room. I was geek. You know, I'm the biggest fan imaginable. But um, first off, the the combine is where the natural athlete has his Super Bowl. Like the the guy that can run and jump that may not have had the stats and the playing time all year. The combine is where it, it, it is his time to shine. Like this is where you get to see that guy that goes and runs a four, three that you didn't hear about. And you're like, Oh snap. He's six one. He's, you know, he got all the measurables and all of that. So those people show up huge at the combine. And a lot of times those are the guys that also aren't going to go into the combine press. Um, I remember my year, Leon Hall, who was like the second corner taken after um, Darrell Revis? He ran a four three nine at the combine, but it was you know it was a technical thing, and it was the, everybody wanted to see what he was going to run in the forty. And I can just uh, the pressure that those type because the, the combine has nothing to do with the actual game. Nope, nothing. Like there's it's not football. You're doing drill. The combine is what every seven on seven kid needs to watch. You know, like this is this is the show for the combine because ain't no pads. You're not getting hit. Quarterbacks aren't dodging Aaron Donald. I want to see a quarterback actually dodge Aaron Donald. But let me know if he can play for real. Yeah, that should be that should be your, that should be one of your combine activities. Dodge Aaron Donald while he's holding knives. Yeah, and then throw a spiral forty yards downfield. Exactly. But first round, it's pick. not written, but the, <laughs> right. But you know the jumping and the. I, I should have did more, but you're, you're right. I just, I wasn't being a natural athlete, you know, I wasn't a natural football player like you. I could just, I was an athlete. So this is, this is where all of those guys show up the most, the natural athletes. For, I mean, see, dude, it's like the, everybody was running four threes and four fours. It was a really fast. I think the turf, they, they put some grass, them different grass. There was some different turf, yeah. Wait, it's not different. Bro, it was different turf, different track, dog. It had to be. <laughs> like, like this, this. I'm hating. I'm hating. I mean, if anybody should be hating, it should be me because I didn't run a fast time. I mean, like, I was barely faster than Jordan Davis, who was 341 pounds from Georgia and ran a 4.8. Like, that ain't even fair. That's not right. But. 4.7. Huh? You ran a 4.81. Four, you saw 4.7? Four, 4.7. Seven? Four, seven. Four seven this morning when they did. I guess they came back with all the time. Yes, the four eight, four seven eight maybe. I think I, I think I may have said it, four seven four seven eight. Four seven eight is not a four seven. It's a four seven eight. Man, Wait, whatever. don't even four, try. Seven. 
I'm hey. He's a four seven dog. Four seven eight. Can you think of? Can you really? Can can you imagine him chasing down Patrick Mahomes when they showed you that he was actually faster? Like your quarterback can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. That might have been the most impressive thing I saw this weekend. Tell me, tell me what translates from the combine to the football field because broad jump. Broad jump. That's the one event where it translates. Absolutely. Broad jump is probably the most important one, I think, out of all of them. That shows your explosiveness. That The broad jump shows what you can do. The combine itself is to show what you can't do, what you cannot do. Mm-hmm. The broad jump shows what you can. That's like it, it's, a, it's a direct, it's power clean. It's everything that you got in your hips, all your explosive movements in one jump. Yeah, I was think I was thinking that or the the vertical. Uh, usually, when you have a a good vertical and a good broad jump, usually your forty reflects mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's all explosion. It, that is telling that's telling the the scouts that you know you you can you can come out of your hips when you need to on the line of scrimmage. Um, you have a you know, nice first step. You got a burst. You can explode like you you have the athleticism that they're looking for. Um, I thought our guys did a good job, man. I mean, I did too. I did you did y'all did you know as a on the ground or in the you know as a lo- local person did you know Bayless was that fast? Yes, I did not know he was gonna I run at four. Did not know that. I knew he was football fast. You know, I've been stumping for him to get the ball more <laughs> ever since he got here on, on campus. But I knew he was football fast. I did not know he would be a 4-3-4-4-3-3-40 guy because, you know, that's all, it's all technical, right? Didn't know what injuries he would be battling. Didn't know, um, you know, if he, if he didn't, you know, slipped or decide to raise up too early on his start. Like you just never know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all technical, man. Every, every step is scripted out. I forgot the number of steps. I think it's 17 and a half steps. From start to finish when you're 40? Y'all know that? I think it's 17 and a half. That's awesome. I think I think it's 17. But like every every step is scripted out. I just didn't know if he would if he would pass that that test. But I'm not surprised that he, you know, fast on the football field. I'm I'm actually pretty, pretty pretty I'm probably more shocked that Alante Taylor ran the, you know, a four three, four three six, four three eight. At his size too. Does he? Uh, did he ever? I don't remember him playing safety. They mentioned that a couple times while, um, when he ran, especially his first time. They said that he had the ability to move his safety. Do you see that on film? I do because he is a willing tackler, and I, I, I think um, from a hip fluidity standpoint, I think uh, yeah. safety would be probably a better fit for him than corner at the next level because you can't put you can't put hands on dudes. Like that. Nope. So, you know, Alante's really good at that. Um, I I just think that he he'd be better off playing safety. But that's that's just me and we'll we'll see what happens. But what what he did though, he opened up the opportunity for that. You know, some people don't come in with that uh, uh you know, ability to switch back and forth. That's a good thing, you know. The, the more value you have, the more you need it. Yeah, you want to be versatile. You want to be versatile. So were you were you sitting back and watching every move with with Nico Ia Maliava? Every move, 
I could. Questioning every move, congratulating every move, wanting to add this the, uh, the entire time. I think but also concerned about the rest of them too. I wanted I wanted the rest of the kids to uh, also feel like I don't want Nico to feel, and I know he's a huge deal, but I mean there were twenty kids there, right? There's more than that, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of kids. To feel that love. They, I, I hope they felt that love too. You know, I hope it, I hope it was a family type of vibe. Oh, you know it was. Come on, man. You know how we you know how we get down. I know. I, I need to move. You need to move. I need to move out there. I, I I needed to be there this weekend. The G wagon posted up with the offense coordinator, the head coach, and the quarterback coach. The G wagon. I want to know where, where that G wagon is right now. That exact G wagon. I want somebody to find a picture of that and send that to me. I want to see where that G wagon is at right now. Well, if Nico comes to Tennessee, hey, it might be his. Who knows, man? It needs to be. It needs to be his. I mean, I think you know, wise houses for people, you what? know, and, and and moving families. I mean, a, a car don't cost no house money. You gonna need one anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is this is a quarterback. Quarterbacks have a higher demand than any other position on the, on the field. It is what it is, and um, that we see in Kentucky, freshman, you know, five star players come in and. Have a Porsche deal, so what? Yes, yeah. Kentucky quarterback comp came in with a Porsche deal. No, a five five star, five star Kentucky basketball player. Basketball, well, bro, they had Escalades when we was in school. Yeah, basketball has been good at this. Yes, they somehow Shaden pulled this off. Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. Need to call Ron Slay. Ask him about some of these. Some of these basketball moves. Slay will tell you. <laughs> Willie for real? Oh, uh, he'll he'll tell you. He <laughs> Slay know how how it gets down. He know, know how it he works. Did. Yeah, he knows Slay he was, knows exactly how it NBA. works. When I, when I got to Tennessee my freshman year, Slay, I felt like Slay was already in the NBA. He just was hanging out with us in college. Brad wants to know who was faster, Wade or Meacham? <laughs> Me. Meacham stayed to watch. Meacham stayed like the Georgia boys did and watched me run and was very upset that I ran faster. Like, he was upset. You are faster. Meacham's speed is more impressive. Because somebody somebody that big shouldn't be running that fast. And I'm just, I'm, no one's surprised to see me be fast either. Yeah, like, you were a national champion in track. Yeah. So it's no, honestly, you should have ran that, faster weight. You should have ran 14. But I was suggested by my agent, told by my agent to gain weight, put, you know, be closer to 200, mm-hmm. more like a corner and run a 4-4. Mm-hmm. So that was the, that was the, and there's so much of that going on that people have no idea about. Like a lot of them guys weren't out there just regular because it's a job interview. Yep. Yep. I had to fight off the track, the track stick, you know, stigmas like I'm, I'm I don't want to do this I don't want so I had to show up like a, that was our, our game plan to show up like looking like a football player yep you're right could Valus be used like Debo Samuel is what you think say repeat the question could Valus Jones be used like Debo Samuel over there with the 49ers Let's take is he that guy? That's a Debo thing. Like Debo is that—that's who he, that kid is. 
Like, I don't. What took you uh, so long to respond? What me? are you thinking about? Kenny, think? I don't. It, you saw Bayless Jones play this year. You saw Debo Samuels play this year. I hope you saw him in South Carolina. Yo, them dudes you, are very similar. They're very similar. Bro, do you know how big Debo is? He's a big boy. I do. Yeah, Debo's big. Debo's not small like people think. Debo 220. Is Valus 220? I don't know if Valus is 220, but when I saw Valus in person during the football season, like, Valus is thick. Yeah, but so to me, Tyreek is too, for a little dude. Yes. Yeah, Tyreek is like, what, what, 190? Yeah, he's like 190. He's a thick little, he's not small. So I, I don't, like, Debo's able to withstand beatings. Valus ran through that's arm tackles. That's putting a lot on Valus. Not that I don't like him or love him. That's just putting a lot on him. We're talking about the best person Let me currently stop. that can do that in football. Let me stop you. Here's okay. the comparison. The, the comparison is Valus Jones as a senior going into his rookie season in the NFL versus Debo Samuel as a senior going into his rookie season. Like, there's no comparison comparing Valus today versus Debo today because they're they're okay. different, right? Because Debo has been in the NFL. He's, he's been a pro. But, like, if you remember Debo at South Carolina, he reminds me sure. so much of Vela Jones. I get that now. Going back to this, to the draft of, yes, I see what exactly what you – I'm looking – yeah, I'm looking at today Debo Samuel and what he's shown that he can – I guess I, I, that was unfair. Yeah. Yes. I see. Plus, he's faster. Valus is way faster. Correct. Correct. And I, I can see Valus, similar to Debo, being used in more ways than just wide receiver. I can see that. Do you see him being used in more ways like Tyreek, though? He's 4-3-1. That's, I mean, he's elite, 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 top 10 in the NFL yeah. right now when he walks. If you are a smart offensive coordinator, why would you not use him in more ways than just wide receiver? Like, like, you know, Cordell Patterson Tyreek, is used. Tyreek gets used in more ways as a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, they'll throw Tyreek in the backfield, but he's not Debo. But that's why, that's, that's why Shanahan is one of the best play callers. That's why uh, Eric Benemy and, and Andy Reese one of the best play callers. And then Atlanta finally figured out how to use Cordell Patterson the right way this past season, and they had him all over the place. You can, you can took, line Valus Jones up. way too long to figure out Cordell uh, Patterson. That's yeah, way too long. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm so happy that he was okay, not okay, that he became an exceptional special team guy in the meantime. I am so happy for that kid for that. But for them not to be able to find a spot for him after the way he let Rocky Top, that is unbelievable to me. Almost Kelly Kelly Washington like. Yeah, he was he he was special, man. He was special. Um Vol Grizz Cub says I ain't comparing the players, just saying being versatile. Yeah. Like Versatile, and you can make the comparison. I mean, you really could. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fair comparison. But yes, they they are both versatile, Debo and Bayless, and uh, I would think that uh, NFL team would use Bayless in more areas than just wide receiver. Uh, Dr. Fall wants to create some drama with you, Wade. He wants yes, to know, come on. huh? Tell him to start tagging me and his stuff on Twitter. You sure? He tweets like a hundred tweets per hour. Tell him to start tagging me and his stuff on Twitter. Dr. Vol, tag Wade on your stuff on Twitter. I hope you got a phone battery. 
and a charger, <laughs> an extra phone battery. You got that. You got that that droid stuff going on over there, man. Yeah, I do. Um, good over here. Yeah, whatever. You mess up every group group chat ever. That green no bubble. Drval wants to know, wait, who was your preferred quarterback at Tennessee? Oh, gosh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. I saw four. Huh? Four? I saw four quarterbacks at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Drval wants to know who was your preferred, preferred quarterback. That's tough for me. That boy is quiet. I feel like I feel like that boy is I feel quiet. like EA would have gave me the rock. I feel like EA would have gave me the rock if I was over there with y'all. I would have been able to talk EA into that. But I like Casey. Maybe. Hmm? Casey Clausen? Maybe. Yeah. Brent was exciting for like four games. No, no. I ain't Chris Schaefer was exciting for me. He was so. excited, but I'm not messing with Schaefer. I feel you. I'm just saying he was excited. I'm kind of going through the quarterbacks. My favorite one that I had, probably Casey. I ain't come here to block. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would feel like Hollywood Brown on the on the Baltimore Ravens. Like, really? This this is what y'all drafted me for? Come here, block. I can't even catch balls. And then you over here looking, you over there looking at, at, at Devontae Adams. You over here looking at <laughs> Mike Evans, you looking at Cooper Cup. Like, you over there looking at those guys with the boo-boo face. You all sad. Them dudes over there getting balls, man. You over here blocking for Lamar Jackson, man. Forget this. Trade me now. Just running all type of curls and comebacks and then turn turn around and find out the quarterback then took off two seconds ago. Yes. (laughs) And 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 then don't let don't let the quarterback run up your legs while you blocking for him. Don't let him read the block wrong and then run you over while you blocking for him, yo. Because this ain't what he this ain't what he naturally do. Yeah, I'm I'm out here blocking on the perimeter, and the quarterback is running up my legs. He can't even, you know, read a cut. I will pull an Antonio Brown. I walk off. I walk. You can't, don't encourage the Antonio Brown move, dog. Just walk off, man. Just walk off. This is not the offense for you. Not the offense for you. Just, just hit the transfer portal. Go somewhere else. <laughs> but it's hard to go against Casey, man. I mean, I, had, I, only had, I only had Casey for one year, but like, it's not, it's not really close, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so. Not with, not with what, not during our time. Now, EA had a good year, and um, but it's not. I, he wasn't Casey. He yeah, wasn't Casey. It, it ain't close. And no, I mean, no offense to anybody else, but it's no just, disrespect at all because he it, got drafted. Yeah, so, Casey. I mean, it's, when Casey was for Tennessee at the time, he was like sunshine kid, California kid. He was he was perfect for the for what what Tennessee needed. I mean, shoot, he had Tennessee number two in the country before they lost to LSU, um, in two thousand one in the SEC championship. That they were dude. number two in the country, and Miami was number one. Yep, that dude, that dude. That's 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 Casey Clawson, man. That's Casey Clawson. He just that guy. Alex Casey. Who, who, who's going to rank second behind? Um, it's probably like a question for me. At, we, ask DR of all that, uh, or, or whoever else can answer. What are the top five quarterbacks in Tennessee history? I know. Let's go top four. Top four quarterbacks. Who's going to be after Peyton? Is there like a clear cut answer? Mm. You, you, we doing this? You doing this? 
I'll probably do it today. You I'm curious it? though. Like I, I, I've been, this one's tough for me. Running backs tough for me. Defensive line isn't tough. I've got like a, the, the fourth person is tough. I think, but like, I, I can't, the quarter, quarterbacks is, is, is after Peyton, where do we go next? Who's our next guy? I'm not messing with you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to start some stuff. Yeah, I want. I want when, when you come up with your top three after Peyton. Let me know. I want. I want to see what you come up with. Uh, Tramel from chat says, "Man, way I've been trying to holler at you about helping these kids track wise down here in my city. Swain, I need some stuff for this seven on seven. I'm coaching as well." Tramel, you know what you got to do? You got to holler at somebody. You got to reach out. Wade is always on Twitter. Wade's tweeting like crazy. He's new to Twitter. So, like, it ain't been New people excitement. Like, yeah, you, like, 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 Wade is, is getting, he, you know, he gets a new bike. He's, he's riding it every single day. Like, yeah, for sure. You super, super active on Twitter. I mean, I've been on Twitter since 09. It's good, (laughs) but I ain't like Wade on there. I ain't active like you. So, Tramel, Ways on Twitter, hit him up. And then, Tremel, you know how to find me. Any, any 707 advice I can give you, I got you. I got you. Somebody getting drafted over there? Wait. No, I, I just pulled up Valus's highlights. I want to see his highlight reel. I want to see what what you're talking about while we're talking. So I just turned the volume off so you couldn't hear that. Yeah, he didn't do a good job turning oh, the volume off. Okay, on. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying about, about Valus' versatility? Yeah. Okay. I see the Debo is. Yes. Debo. I see the, I see it. Yeah. They see two on the highlights. Anybody listening to this with kids or anybody um, that play ball, your first three plays need to matter on the highlight tape. Yes. Yes. Because most of the time, we ain't, ain't watching past first couple yeah, plays. You might, you, you might lose them after that if it's not popping. You got to gain, keep, gain and hold their attention in the first three plays. 100%. Uh, let's go to the phones this morning, 865-255-03. Uh, good morning. Who do we have? God, you got to love Mystery Caller Monday. I love it. I love it, man, especially when it's you. It's a nice surprise. <laughs> so, Swain, what's up, Wade? What's happening? <laughs> uh, guys, I, I would think you would – my top three after Peyton <sighs> in no particular order would have this. to be Condren. Hey. Condridge, Jeweler, and Dobbs. Man, it's a, it's a, that's a good list. It's the first list we've heard. That's it's why you hear the silence. It's, it's, it's no disrespect. It's just we gotta we gotta process this. I don't think anybody's thought about this. Like, who's the next best? Who's the next greatest quarterback we've had since Peyton? Like, is it is it Heath? Is it Condridge? Is Condridge because of what he went through and you know being the first black quarterback in the sec is that what we're looking at are we looking at numbers like i, I don't know you know I, I, that's a tough one you big you big numbers I, guy when it comes to this list i i like looking at like how good they were because like sometimes like sometimes the numbers can 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 skew things like is is cedric tillman a top five receiver in tennessee history no, but the single season yeah, numbers suggest told, otherwise. We couldn't just put because Carl Pickens didn't have the most numbers, but I was told by all of you all that he had to be on it. 
I told you, you better put you better put, you better put Pickens on that list, or don't tag me in your tweet. Correct. <laughs> I told you, you better put Carl Pickens on your list. And pick and and yeah. and Kent was more adamant about that. Yeah, Kent, because I reached out to Joey about the top, you know, four or five wide receivers, and and Joey was like, "Yo, Carl Pickens is on that list." And and it's coming from the guy who was number one on mine. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, is it numbers or is it talent? Like, this is this is pick a summer quarterback. discussion, not a... After, after Peyton, pick one quarterback to lead the Tennessee franchise. Who is it? Who is it? Ah, <sighs> oh, you're starting stuff, man. <laughs> you're starting stuff. Hey, speak, speaking of starting stuff, Wade, you got to tell us the story about how Swain rolled up to campus. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> yeah, I want to hear this. I want to hear, hear your point I'm of view. To, I'm trying to pick a scene that I want. I'm not going to do... I'm not going to do Google me, Swain. <laughs> that's, but that's that's not how I rolled up to campus, though. You, you're, I know, so I'm not... But, it, but yeah. it is a part of it because that was within the first month. Your first that's, month... The first month? Actually, the first month of you on campus is what was actually, because you lived up to it, too. How are you moving the goalposts? You, 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 know, you, did, you did what you did, but you also, you 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 did. You lived up to it, you know, as a player that came in that was about his business, that was a big-time recruit. You you lived up to it th- the first month. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you talk. Joke. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, let me see. How do I want to tell this story? You know I tell stories kind of cool. Um... Okay, it would be equivalent to how Nico was in that truck. Swain pulled up in a car with like 20 inch rims and he would park in the middle of the Gibbs parking lot away from everybody so no one could touch his car. It was, his car would just be on display for the entire University of Tennessee Knoxville campus to drive by Gibbs dormitory and just see that Jason Swain was here. Was he, was he blasting 12s out of the trunk? Huh? I said, was he blasting 12s out of the trunk? Did you have speakers in the car, Swain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's blasting music because we're 18, 19-year-old kids. So he was just, but nobody had a Camaro on 20-inch rims. Oh, dear Lord. I didn't break any rules, by the way. I didn't yeah, break any no rules. Were you wearing, hey, 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 were you wearing the white suit when you were in the Camaro? No, I got the white suit when I was when I was here. I got that white suit like East Town Mall. East Town Mall. We only had two malls. That's not. That's he. Li- he told you exactly where he went to get the suit. Yeah, but suits like that are not sold in West Town Mall. They are now. No, no. West West Town Mall has a image oh, to uphold. Oh, I got you. They're not, they not selling Bishop okay. Down Juan suits at, at West Town. <laughs> they gotta they gotta uh serve their community. Yeah, they man. They gotta, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, East Town Mall, you're they, you know, get, they you're not gonna get no throwback jerseys at West Town. Nah, man. East Town Mall no. supplied the the the, the player hater ball on Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey guys, before I go, uh, at least Clawson wouldn't have run to the goalpost. See you, boys! <sighs> Gotta leave Casey alone. 
No, he wasn't. That wasn't, that wasn't about Casey. What is out? Oh, I missed it. He's talking about the LSU game when quarterback hit the goal post. Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's that's what that's what that's what Ballstrom's talking about. We all we won that game. That's the only thing that matters out of that game. That is correct. I, you know what? Wait, you you took it easy on me, man. You could have said a whole lot of other stuff about how I arrived uh, at Tennessee. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I can't. You didn't even see. You didn't even see him pull up at first. It was uh, Brandon Johnson, and I want to say Turk was outside of Gibbs, standing outside their dorm, just hanging out on the rail. Those are the first Bro. two people I saw when I pulled up in Knoxville. Word got out. It, you got to think about how Gibbs was at the time, and the parking lot was across the street. Once word, we always wondered, who car is that? Who see, is this? We'll see. And then you would see you get out, you know, at 7, 8 o'clock, and then walk all the way across. Because you would park in the middle of the empty parking lot. So? <laughs> did, did, wait, did... Didn't you do that with your first car? I didn't have a car, I, I didn't have a car until I was a, 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 a junior. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, wait. Hold on now. Hold on now. It's my turn. Did did you okay. not park like that when you got your your first car as a pro athlete? Huh? That's not the topic here. The topic is how Swain pulled up to Tennessee. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure you don't have a short memory on how you used to pull up in your car as a professional athlete because i remember well, jason jason the, the standard had been set in 2003 when you came when you when you showed up the standard was reset <laughs> uh whatever man whatever <laughs> if you didn't have a google account you know you was even more so behind so we didn't even know what you were saying at first we go get into that the next time we talk we're gonna do the google me next time we talk what what, what would i say that was that at, at a bar or a club <laughs> yes uh, the entire night was <laughs> that after a game? <laughs> no. It was during the offseason? It was just because she was there. This is the first month, dog. Yeah, man. Because someone <laughs> put my head up, man. He put my head up. He put my head up. Everybody knew Swain after the first month. <laughs> you, you were present in Knoxville. I had a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's good. But you were supposed to coming out of coming out the way you did. Yeah, 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 man. I'm, I'm yeah. sure these kids have to be ten times worse now because they're actually getting money from people. Ah, <sighs> boy. Riley Voss. I wonder is... what the egos are like now. I wonder how hard it is to deal with some of them egos. Worse, harder, harder today. Because like players are involved in, in these negotiations today. It's 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 harder to coach players, which is why high school coaches across the country. College coaches across the country are retiring early. Uh, Riley Vall on text box says, Hey, wait, this corner is crazy in the combine. Tariq Woolen, 4'2", 640, 40-inch vert, 6'4". You know this dude? I don't know him, but I am, I'm, I'm a person that was sitting there in front of the TV this whole weekend watching every combine drill for the most part, and he's he stood up. Six four, and then I watched him take his first step off the forty line, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Yeah, he went four two, dog at six four. That's crazy. How many? You saw his first step. How many yards did he cover on his first step? At least three. Mm, yeah, and it was quick. It was explosive. It was like you knew he was going to run fast at that size because he'd already started covering ground. 
Oh yeah, he about to get he paid. Yeah, he about to get paid. He was like Usain Bolt. It, he's six four though. He's almost Usain Bolt side, and he got a turnover. Like he's gonna be tough. Somebody go get somebody go. I, he'll play for seven years. The J Way Stan account on the text box says the Vols getting new uniforms next year. Nico dropping spoilers. Also, J Way speaking nothing but facts this morning. Uh, Nico's mention of New Jersey is not a spoiler. If you have listened to this show for a while, because remember, the black uniforms were late. They were late. They're supposed to be here last year for Pruitt's season, but they were late. And Tennessee got the jerseys, did not get the helmets that's supposed to come with it. And then, right. you know, Max and Frage and Hawk over there at the equipment room, they had to get creative and they put the black outline around the orange T on the white helmet to make it pop because they didn't get the helmets because of the uh, supply chain uh, issues because of COVID. So Tennessee has ordered some jerseys for next year. They're supposed to be here on time. We hope that the helmets that match those jerseys are going to be here as well, but it's not a secret that Tennessee is going to drop a new alternate uniform next year. It's not a secret, but many people forgot. Uh, it's been a while since the season. It's been a while since you know we rolled out the black uniforms against South Carolina. Um, but that's a refresher. No spoiler. But Nico, man, Nico feeling Tennessee? Wait. You know, I'm I don't want and I don't want to speak this into existence, but I'm still that receiver shook me up. Where I was like all in on trying to get that receiver, and I was all in just truthfully. I was all in because he was the best available. Like I'm, you know, he was the best available option in the um in the transfer portal, I think. But this quarterback here is like a real thing. Like this is a, I feel like he's a. For us at in, in Tennessee, he is a. He's a turning point. I feel like he could be a turning point for us. <laughs> like the kids are excited about him possibly coming. The kids uh, are, you know, I don't, I don't remember being that excited about or that motivated about the teammates I was about to have coming to Tennessee in my class. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't nope. like, you know what I'm saying? I, I you know, It was cool that we was all going there, but it seems like this group of kids wants him to come. Like they want to all be together. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I hope it worked out. I know he got, a, I got a lot of other options. Yep. But, yep. Yeah, every, every, it went really, really well, man. From all the reports that I got, it went really well. Tennessee did a great job, and there's probably nothing else, nothing more that Tennessee could have done um, That's good. better than, than what they did. So it was a really, 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 really good job by, by Tennessee. Let's take a quick timeout break. And uh, wait, man, you can go to use the bathroom, get you a little sip, sippy sip if you want to uh, for, for a few minutes here we'll come back and finish up the show swain event fueled by daddy and barbecue hour three is powered by low t center and lowtcenter.com reinventing men's health care joined by jonathan wade vfl be right back If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello. 
more and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Jason Swain, Jonathan Wade, former Tennessee DB, VFL. Give Wade a follow on Twitter at Coach 
W-V-D-E. The V in Wade is for Vol. Pretty catchy. Wade's a catchy guy. He's a catchy guy. I tried you. He's pretty creative, man. Pretty creative guy, man. A lot of time, you know, a lot of time on my hands to kind of just think. I mean, when you when you are NFL vet and you retire from the league, man, you, you know, you, you got you got time. Yeah. You got time to sit on Twitter all day and, and tweet top four lists at a place like Tennessee when there's hundreds of legends and it's hard to put a top four list at any position. But hey, man, yes. you got all the time to try to figure it out. It's hard to do. Joey Kent, Carl Pickens, Peerless Price. I don't remember my last person I had. I, I, I got nothing for you. I do have a phone call, so let's get to our phone call. Good morning. What Good morning, fellas. Man. What's going on, man? Good morning. How y'all doing, man? We good. We good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to get right on this Monday, man. Weekend was crazy. Uh, football and baseball and everything going on. It was crazy. Uh, Don't try to get right. Get right. What's That's crazy? A lot of orange, man. I got an issue. So, I don't, I'm sure a lot of people deal with it. So, my son has been playing baseball all their life. Smart. And baseball and track. Yes. Is at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I got a bunch of kids that's like that, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's just weird because you know what I'm saying they happen to have to choose track over you know what I'm saying the sport they've been playing since they was five years old, and I don't know if I remember correctly, but I think it's always been that way in Tennessee. Is it different in other states? Like, uh, do they do track in different seasons in other states? I I really hadn't did much uh, like down in Texas. For instance, uh, Wade, they do track mm-hmm. like a different uh, season and they do baseball? Track? Well, I'm from Louisiana, and so I kept up with Texas track when I was in high school. Now, let me right. preface my, com- my, my comment by saying this was 2001, 2002. So it's been a right. long time from there. <laughs> my first track meet, me personally, my senior year was January 5th. My last track meet was May 5th. I, too, am also someone who played baseball. Baseball, I don't even know if you know this, Swain. Baseball is what I did best. That's, that was the most thing. That was the most natural I was at a sport. But for me, it was it was tough for me because um, AD, ADHD, like sitting in the outfield waiting. You know, seriously, right. I mean, just I end up, I end up looking at the grass. Or, you know, just in baseball is one of those things where it takes, like, ultimate locked in focus you know because of all of the moments that happen everything's a huge moment in baseball everything's a huge moment um so i had to i was a freshman on our jv team and i'm saying jv because we had one of those teams where you weren't in high school you weren't going to play if you were a freshman you weren't going to play on our varsity team in our sports program but i end up having to stop due to having to choose between baseball and track now it wasn't that difficult of a choice because I was just like, eh, with baseball. But I had played baseball my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it's always, because it's in the spring and track covers, because if you do indoor track, you're going to be running in January, February. Right. If you do outdoor track, the state championship isn't until May. 
this is baseball season. I, I, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. So um, that, that's why I was, you know, that's why I kind of uh, was talking about the reaching out, you know, to kind of do, they kind of see what I can do to kind of help uh, that situation. Because there's, there's numerous kids, you know, not just uh, my boys, but there's numerous kids that I'm, you know, involved with that want to run track, but they, you know, they can't. So, uh, I mean, they can, but they have to choose something that they love, you know. Unlike yeah. me and you, I, I was the ADHD kid, too, that couldn't just sit in the field and there's so much in it could be still sitting on the bench like I need to be in the game yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so I it was an easy it was an easy choice for me. my boys they, they've been playing it you know without running you know running was a part of our we grew up running in the streets all night all day you know so you know racing and running you know trying to beat people in racing was a part of our, our growing up they don't do it as much being around kids, they don't do it as much because they, I, I think they're like, yeah, they're gonna get burned or whatever the situation might be. But you know, yeah. when we were kids, it was always like, yeah, let's just see if you fast and kick my shoes off. I can run, I can run faster with barefoot, you know what I'm saying? Type stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, the work, the work behind running isn't, isn't, um, it's truthfully where I see a lot of people out here mess up is see, they get caught in the seven on seven versus track thing and. You can't, you're not going to be able to get the best out of track season half doing it. Like you're only going to get half better. So then you can't be mad because if it, it, I didn't split time, which is why my results. And again, I, you know, God gave me an ability to be fast, but like, I didn't split time. Like I didn't even ask Swain. I didn't split time in Knoxville. When I, when it was track season, it was full track season. I was not a football player. Mm-hmm. So those kids have to be prepared to commit to something. You know, they got to commit to either baseball and not do And You know, you got to be at baseball practice every day. These both of those two sports require ultimate commitment. Are you only you're not going to get the results you're looking for? And then you, you, you turn around and you're a senior and, you, you know, you've been running track on and off, but you run in a 10 eight. Like, yeah, that's not going to be the 10 five that you because you don't need to be 10 two. You go 10 six, you good. Okay, so my question is this: then. What, what would you, could you, could would it, would we be good to do something like privately, like uh, I guess throughout, I guess the year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's a stoppage time where you, because I see track athletes always train, you know, year round. Now they're not doing yeah. track stuff per se at you know like running like that, but they're always training. Would that would, would yeah. that be would I be correct in my assumption? Huh? Track in, in in college, those track guys start doing. Let me get out of college. Um, my senior year in high school, I started training for track in December, the the week after our state championship game. It, 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 like the baseball players, they never stop. Those baseball players are in batting cages year round. Yeah, we in the cage all year round. Man. I coach a fourteen, yeah. so we in the year we, round. We, like they, they, they're, they're working round. on that stuff year <laughs> round. But it, you're starting to notice that too with some the commitment level to how hard people are working is what you kind of mm-hmm. got to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Like right. if you know you got to stay on top of the work, and if if you're getting outworked, I mean you're not giving yourself a chance. Of course, of course, of course. 
Well, I appreciate you, fellas, man. I'm going I'm to, uh, I'm I'm you know, reach out to y'all, fellas, man. I appreciate the insight on that, man. That, uh, it does help. Uh, y'all have a good day, and I appreciate you chopping it up with me. Absolutely, absolutely, Jamel. Good to hear from you, my friend. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. My goodness, Wade, the hours already kind of come and, and went. My bad. No, it's all good, man. It's it's all good. I mean, I, I think we could probably do a three, four-hour show on top of the show we just did, but we can't do that today. We, can, <laughs> we can't do that today. So, uh, man, big thanks to you, Wade, man, for, for jumping on, hopping on with us. And uh, man, uh, we gotta get you to Knoxville, dude. This this football dude, season, get, this spring, whatever. Like we gotta make it happen. When's the spring game? Uh, see what had happened was, it's not gonna be a spring game this year. Awesome. They they yeah. are doing some things to the stadium, so probably not a spring game this year. But hey, that means this football season, where you can come out, come out and check out the new renovations and uh. We can uh, have a good time at the bar, the club area, the new addition to Neyland Stadium. How about that? Let's do that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, my man, my man Wade, I'm going to hit you up a little bit later on today. All right, bro. Appreciate right. y'all. All right. One love, man. Appreciate you. Swain Event, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. That is our time for today for Jonathan Wade, Ben McKee, who is currently at the airport. I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great rest of your morning and day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact.